Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi. What did you think of the movie, man? Oh, man. Uh, having not seen it yet, I loved it. What was your favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part was uh, when it ended. Oh, wow. So, and, But when it started, too. It was, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I like both both the, the end and the beginning. You kind of like the intro and outro of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what's really funny? Um, you bring up, like, outros like going through this podcast, but especially uh, the live streams, I'm realizing how important the final song of an album is to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. I mean, we, we always talk about it and I feel like we usually want an album to end with a bang, which kind yeah, of skews how we, how we view the endings of stuff more often than not. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh... The, it's like the Little Sims record, the the Sleigh Bells record, like having both of those end on kind of a low note. And and even, well, I even mean, the Turnstile record, right? Even the Turnstile record, also that. And, uh, you know, I know we'll get into this, the album that we're talking about today eventually, but this record too, in my opinion, had a, I didn't, I didn't like the ouch, the, the, the last song. No. Um, well, you know, I, I feel like it's a problem with me that I always expect it. Like, I, I wish I could just I know. let it happen and let it be kind of the thing. But we have these wants, you know, we have these like, we have these human notions, human wants and needs, especially like when the final track of the record doesn't match the vibe of the rest of the record, kind of like little Sims kind of like almost sleigh bellsy. And especially turnstile, you're just kind of, you know, you think like, why did you guys throw in a song that seemed to not fit as the last song? Like, why not? Like, you know, I think every time we said like, if this was in the middle of the record, it wouldn't have been as much of a disappointment of a song. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think it's fine to end things off like on a more somber thing. If it is kind of in line with the rest of the album or right. Exactly. I don't know. Like it's uh, like the album sets the expectation. You know, like we might want something, but if the album is setting up something else, I'm open to it. Like, what are what are some of your favorite outros? Oh God, put me on the spot. One of mine. I'll start it off. All you think is "Decrescendo" by RX Bandits. Oh yes, dude. Uh, Great example. And what's that off? What what album is that? That's uh the resignation. The resignation. It's mm -hmm. the most. It's such an epic song, and it ends with these hits. Uh, all the band together, they introduce new percussion at the very end of the song to even further like make it crazy. It gets so heavy. Uh, I think that's like one of the one of my favorite outros to any album of all time. Is that? Uh, wow, dude, that's a great example. That's it. Like, I can't. I honestly can't think of any like on the spot right now. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to go through our records that we that we've gone through, and and think because I know we're not always so harsh on the outro, but we expect we expect big things from the outro because it's the last thing you leave right. the album off with, and right. when it's kind of just a melon like when it's kind of a lukewarm hum, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it needs to leave you impressed and wanting more yeah it should it definitely should leave you wanting more or, i think a lot of times it like leaves you on a 
a lot of albums we listen to lately kind of leave you on a on a low note. Yeah, uh, yeah. It 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 should leave you wanting more, or it should just like be like, oh yeah, this is definitely the ending of the album. Yeah, like I mean, if we're gonna talk about records that we've done on the podcast too, like um, the Space is Still the Place by Bright Light Social Hour mm. had a great last song escape velocity was awesome for me right and uh and, and, a, and an epic one you know yeah and their first album had a great one too uh that was uh with rhubarb, rhubarb jam, jam right yeah 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 it's it really is important to like leave on a high note and uh yeah man it's it's uh i think like it's funny because back in the day which we talked about that before too like i used to want the slow song to be the last song and now it like now that's what disappoints me if the last song is like you decided that one was going to be your ballad or that one was going to be you know like kind of a throwaway it's just like dude what a wasted opportunity to like leave me with something that i'm going to remember you know yeah yeah and yeah when 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 the album ends and you're like oh oh that's it like that's never what you want oh uh dark side of the moon has one of my favorite outros as well Great outro, and you didn't like the way that uh, I did, that dub side did, did it because they didn't crescendo enough for you. Because it didn't seem like the climax or the ending of the album. It just they just kind of reggaefied it and made it a normal reggae song. Yeah, which I don't like. Obviously, that's or what like they're going to do. Brain damage ends. Yeah, but but the original ends on such a like epic crescendo where everything gets like really loud and and and. Uh, front and center like yeah where the the reggae one was just like chill yeah which is you know again like i love it but it's because you know there's there's definitely a difference there in terms of vibes and all that stuff um of what i was looking for from that record you know like i knew i know what reggae is i know what it's like and i've never heard a reggae record that has an epic last song (laughs) you know yeah yeah for sure uh, dude, real quick before we even get into everything, I've been really wanting to ask how it's been going at the animal shelter. How's it been volunteering? Uh, man, I don't have much to say just because uh, the events, like the things this, that I sign up for online are usually taken by the time I can even get to them. Oh, so you have to sign up for the, you have to sign up for it every time? Yeah, well, I, I think you can also go in, but I'm... The orientation was kind of short, and they didn't tell us much, so I'm kind of scared of going and like being in the way. Uh, so I've been kind of showing up. I've been kind of nervous to just show up and like sign up and. Damn. You know. Uh, that sucks. I've I've been hoping that you were telling me you've been you've been holding puppies' hands and that's cuddling kitties. That's all I want to do. All I want to do in my life is just like walk dogs and hang out with dogs, man. And it's like no. Wait, get me there. <laughs> Man, I told you about my premonition I had, right? Your premonition? Yeah, I had a premonition that I was going to, like, it was like a half dream state I was in. Like, I was just about to wake up from, from sleeping, and uh, I had this, like, really flash image of me in my 60s in this, like, beautiful farmland, like, country with, like, mountains off in the distance, and I had a big property, and there was like thirty dogs or forty dogs running around. Oh my god! And it, and it felt like I like astral projected like into my future, and because it looked like me, it was me with a white beard, old man, 
And uh, and in my head, I knew that I was a dog trainer. I, you know what? I think you have told me about that before. I have, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but it was a while ago. I think it was probably at practice or something because yeah, it really yeah. made an impact on me. Like I've never had an experience like that where I legit felt like I had traveled to the future in my subconscious and like I saw what I was going to become. Well, the, you know, the, uh, the DMT definitely helped as well. Yeah, the, the the drip feed that I have that just like throughout the night, just yeah. through my IV, just drips a few in. It, it helps every night. Right. But it definitely helped me that. I, I've time traveled. Yeah. <laughs> you ever time traveled, Brett? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> and that's that's why we, that's why you always get paid more for this podcast than I do. That's right. That's why you pay me more than I pay you. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a really silly exchange of, of money. Yeah, I don't know that we do. I don't know why I, I don't know why you pay me if I just pay you more. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it seems it, it doesn't seem like it's meaningful at all. I don't I, I don't understand the system, but we can't stop doing it because yeah, I mean it's too late. It's now. what we've been doing since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, speaking of systems, would this be about the time to do the intro? Do you think? Um, I think it's, well, real quick, I'm looking at the timer now, three, two, what's up buddies <laughs> and welcome to another episode of earbuds, the podcast where good friends talk about good albums for good time. And today we have a really, really good one, but before we get into it, I need to introduce my buddy, Brett Bam Bam Baklava Hanrahan. <laughs> <laughs> machine gun money machine gun money and i am your other host lucas uh uh dr kimball indrakovs <laughs> and you know some like from day one we've been calling ourselves we knew what we wanted to be we knew what we wanted our yes. moniker to be from day fucking one and it was the odd couple of podcasts because that's what we are we're we're an odd couple, Brett. We're so different, you and we're I. We're so different, but we're so bonded. But we, you know, we blend together perfectly. Yeah. It's, uh, we're perfect strangers. Uh, and, but something happened. The internet's crazy, Brett. Did you have another vision? I, I had a vision while visiting the internet <laughs> recently. And I'm seeing, you know, they're talking about us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're talking about us on Instagram. And, and like... You, I wish they would stop. I wish they would at least calm down, but you know, I just want people to find better things to do with their lives. To be honest, like it's, it's like we appreciate, we appreciate the love. Like you know? I appreciate the support, but like not really, you know? So like, yeah, we don't need it. Cause we don't get the hint just, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not why we're doing this. You know, we're not doing it for the fame. <laughs> we're doing it for the money. We're doing it for the money that Brett pays me every week. Yeah. And on TikTok, you know, there's a challenge going on right now <laughs> earbuds challenge <laughs> yeah what's there's it? a challenge going on and you know i don't even want to attempt it people keep dming me they want me to get in i'm not going to do it but you know the thing that's going around right now people are calling us the pod couple of oddcasts uh, okay and is that is that the odd cup the pod couple of oddcast challenge is that what they're calling it on tiktok uh yeah it doesn't make any sense to me well, it's it's odd because this podcast, I would say, is one of the more basic premises for a podcast. So right. calling it an oddcast and calling us a pod couple, 
what does that even mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know what it means. But you know, like, uh, send send it to me on TikTok. I got like twenty six followers. I bet I could go viral yeah. if if I tried it out. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have like twenty six messages just waiting for you right now. Right. In your inbox about this yeah. thing. But you know, if people, if you guys want it, fine. You got it. We're the pod couple of oddcasts. That challenge will it's be on a- our Patreon, by the way. Only uh, only fifty dollar donors are going to see it, though. Yeah, Patreon exclusive. If you if you give us five bucks, you're an ear foe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you give us fifty bucks, you're an ear guy. Yeah. And then five hundred. Five hundred bucks is where you get to earbud level. That's yeah. Yeah, that's and um, only only two people have paid that you and me. Yeah, and we're just pulling money out of it every week. Yeah, <laughs> from from that it's, sum. I thought it was a genius plan. I all I was trying to do was get you to pay me somehow, and it worked. Yeah. But you know we we get to talk about music on this podcast, and I love it. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite rappers, if not my favorite rapper. I think he's my favorite rapper of all time. Uh, a Mister Action Bronson, Bam Bam Baklava, Bronsolino, mm-hmm. Ariana Aslani, mm-hmm. with his record that came out in 2018 i believe called white bronco blanco bronco the blanco bronco and uh yeah man i you know as i was listening to the to white bronco i was realizing that it is not my favorite action bronson record i you know when you brought it up i was a little bit confused because it's it's still a good record it's a yeah, but it's not like an outstanding action Bronson record, I would say. Yeah, as I was going through it, I think it's it's really probably his goofiest li- <laughs> like lyrics of any of any of his records. I mean, it, the uh, uh, what was that song? Brutal was probably one of the. It was probably the funniest verse on the record <laughs> when he's talking Man. about like running down the street naked. They. Found him face down in a hotel with a J.J. Abrams ID, like fake ID. <laughs> yeah, something about like uh, the the madam said something and the hooker said we got him. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, what, what is it? Let me see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, my, my other, a, a payday pattern, the fake ID said J.J. Adams. My other one was stolen by a madam. She whispered to the hooker like we have him. <laughs> she was right. I was blinded by the pussy. <laughs> And then, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of goofy on this record by him. Yeah, I, I mean, one of my favorite lines on the entire record, uh, I forget what song it is, but he says like, "Shit, so wave, need a full body do rag." How good is that, dude? And I think, honestly, I think that line like perfectly encapsulates his style, which is his crazy bravado confidence. Uh, yes. While also not taking himself so seriously that he'll give people the image of him wearing a full body do rag, you know, I mean, but he, I mean, that's one of the things I love about him is just how fucking braggadocious he is, and we've talked about that before. That I love that type of stuff when it's done well. Yeah, uh, you love. I mean, Action Bronson, Run the Jewels, is yeah one of the best braggadocious rap duos. You know, uh, Outcast outcast amazing um yeah man uh like freddie gibbs 
oh, I would yeah. put up there. Well, and I think like Action's lyrics are just so colorful, and yeah, his, his like his uh, the his subject matter is like fucking right up my alley. I, I, I mean, it, it's easy to get a picture in your mind when this guy raps. He has a very creative kind of like mindset and you can also he wears his interests on his sleeve right right so like he's he's a chef everyone knows that Mm -hmm. he'll talk about food a lot uh i noticed a lot of i think cars he loves cars he like talks about them all the time in, in his music uh specifically bmws mostly just his style movies uh, it, speaking of which, I had no idea he was in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> oh, not a Tarantino movie, a Scorsese. Scorsese. Movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a Martin Scorsese movie. Like he, that's so crazy to think about that he's in a fucking Scorsese movie, and he he wasn't bad in it. No, he was pretty good. That dude, I shit you not, it's from The Irishman. That is a three and a half hour movie, I think. Oh my, maybe a God. little bit longer. Maybe a little longer. And it's slow and it's quiet. It's great. But Action Bronson has this like I was watching that movie knowing that Action Bronson was in it. He didn't come up until like hour three like three three hours and fifteen minutes into the fucking movie. <laughs> so as much as I was enjoying the movie, the whole time I'm like, God damn it, where is Action Bronson? I'm like, did they did they cut the scene? Like, is it, is it, does it not show up anymore? Man, I mean, that's a long time to wait. Did he have a big part or was it just kind of a bit? It was, it was more of a, of a bit. It was like probably a two, a two minute scene, three minute scene. And he plays a, I think he plays like a morgue operator. He's selling Robert De Niro casket and he's like selling different caskets and telling him like what the, the benefits are and what the features are of like specific caskets. And he, as far as I I can remember, He's just dressed like Action Bronson in it. Like, it seems like he just walked on set and Scorsese was like, this is the guy I fucking hired, so I want him to be him. And, like, he's not wearing a suit or anything, you know? He just looks like Action Bronson. Man. But, uh, yeah, man, like, this, I would definitely... It's cool because he did an Irishman freestyle. It's, like, song number two on this record, yeah, too. So, yeah. it's like, I, I feel like he just he just cuz he says i just filmed a scene I just filmed my first scene with Scorsese just did my first scene with De Niro, De Niro. like you can tell he's like holy fuck i am pumped <laughs> um, but yeah man as i was going through the records definitely not i don't think it's it's his best work lyrically um it does at times seem like he's phoning it in because he has a lot of fallback stuff that he can talk about right like by now it's like how many times can you bring up food and weed and all this like he's rapped about it for so long it's really easy for him to do it so that's what it feels like right there's not a lot of imaginative action bronson lyrics on this record if it's your first time listening to action bronson it would still it would probably be better yeah well as a person who's only really listened to like three bronson records uh it's probably a little newer to me just because right i haven't gone through his whole discography i listen to mr wonderful which is on the list of albums so we'll get to eventually. Yeah. Um, as yeah, well. I would say... Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. What was the other one you listened to? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Because as, as I was listening to this one, I realized that Blue Chips 7000, I think, is my favorite record by him. Uh, that it, it It's the overall, like, I think he fucking brought it, and the music was great. Is that... I would say... 
Go ahead. Is that's the uh, the the blue one, not the one where he's like a cartoon yelling at a dude. No, no, that's a mixtape, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, the blue one is just like big block letters, like looks like kind of techno eighties letters. Okay. Chip seven thousand. Uh, but I will say, like, I think the reason I picked this record, and I think the the one the reason it comes up as like I was just thinking, like, well, I gotta pick an Action Bronson record, and this is the one that I landed on, was the music. God, yeah, I love the music on this record. It's a whole variety from blues to psychedelic to jazz. Yeah, funk. Funk for sure. Like, uh, it's so sonically so cohesive and almost every other song is a different producer (laughs) like i think action is just has an ear like i think he has an ear for a specific type of music he's trying to do yeah i it's it's not really music anybody else is rapping on right you know and that's what pulled me into liking action bronson was first of all kind of his accent right right uh, <laughs> just because i don't know it sounds cool when dudes from new york rap uh and his music just because it's so varied and it's so interesting to listen to it's so different from everything even today especially like you know now that trap is one of the main uh Man. forms of like mainstream rap these days where every beat sounds exactly the same yeah, and it's just nice that even within his records, he has a variety of music. And you can see he kind of pulls from a lot of uh, different influences. Yeah, he worked with, like, on this record, I could have sworn, had you not, had I not looked up the producers on this record, I would have thought that Alchemist did the entire thing. Well, apparently Alchemist didn't do a single thing. He didn't do a single thing on this, <laughs> and I was convinced he did all of it. I was like driving around Stone listening to this the other day, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to talk about the Alchemist. He fucking killed it on this record. That's why I love this record, because of the music. And then I look it up, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's like four or five other people. Yeah, I think it was between three or four different producers, uh, including Knowledge, Harry Sham. Harry Fraud. Harry Fraud. Harry Sham. (laughs) <laughs> Harry Fraud works a lot with like currency. He does a lot of really cool, like what I would call like Miami speedboat rap beats. Mm. Like very smooth, very like glittery synthesizer beats. Like it sounds like anything Rick Ross would use. I feel like Harry Fraud is like right there, <laughs> you know? But then you have Party Supplies, who has been like a mainstay with action since his first record. And I love his stuff. Like he does more of the funky. Uh, like sampling a bunch of old funk songs and making kind of just an energetic hip hop beat. Yeah. But dude, uh, knowledge had my favorite beats on this record by far. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, he did like live on the moon. Yep. Uh, he did uh Prince charming Prince charming and Picasso's ear, which like are three of my favorite, uh, beats on the whole record. But I gotta say like, 10 out of 11 songs, I love all the beats. 10 out of 11, huh? Yeah. There's there's one that I don't like. And we were talking about it at the beginning where I feel like the album ends on a bit of a sour note for me where on Swerve On Em, that music doesn't fit with any of this record. This record is all like 70s psych and funk 
and jazz and, and stuff that they're sampling. And then the last song is like a basic song that you would hear on like NBA 2K12. You don't think this is a cool kind of psychedelic, weird orchestral type song? It is psychedelic. That's that's the part that I like about it. I like uh, the have a funny feeling you front. I like that hook. Mm-hmm. But man, the 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 juxtaposition of the first ten songs being like samples of old music, so it gives it this really organic old school vibe like an old school cool to it you know and then you go into this like super modern 808 drum beat synthesizer hip-hop track to end the record is a very weird way to end it because it sounds like a completely different album do you think asap had anything to do with that i will say that he i did not like his verse no i thought it was pretty weak i it was a lot better whenever I was following along with it, like reading the lyrics and following along. Like I saw some cool, some cool play uh, wordplay that he was doing in there, but not, nah, I'm not a fan of his, of his feature on that song, <laughs> but I like the hook. I like the, have a feeling you front. Like, I, I think that's really swerve cool. Vonum, I just, swerve on him. I don't like that part. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I do like the hook that Aesop goes for, but yeah, it is the song is kind of trippy. So like once I kind of started like digging the psychedelic part of it, it's a it's a fine song for me. But I would say it, it stands out a little bit like a sore thumb. Well, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be an gonna interesting be when we get to Toy Snugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that can wait. That can wait. Uh, man, I want to I want to call out a few of my favorite lines on the record. Yeah. Uh, and some of the goofy shit. Like he is goofy on this. Uh, the babbling that he does at the beginning of the Irishman. Yeah, and like he does it on a couple songs, and one of I'm them brutal. he he sounds like he does he's doing an impression of the Tasmanian devil or something. Really strange. It, like, and also, like almost cringy, the end of brutal and the beginning of Telemundo are really where weird. He's screaming, dude. Yeah, the the screaming where he sounds like he's like blowing out his his fucking cords there. Yeah, like what really, is that? I don't know. It's really intense. Uh, it sounds like they just let him, like they I, just let him go do off. Do you think that was him? I assume that was him. It sounds like him to me for some reason. Well, I don't know. In any case. Yeah, uh, it's weird. But there are some, like like we were saying before, like I would say this is one of his funniest records. Like he's being, he's being pretty funny. Like I love the, and <laughs> in, in the Irishman where he's like standing in the mirror like I hate my vagina. Like I hate my vagina. And of course I love the line, my haircut is like Dominican folk art. Yeah, that was a good that's one. An, that's an amazing line, dude. <laughs> The look is Don Cheadle. No, it's just me, ho. Like, <laughs> someone mis- mistook him for Don Cheadle. I fucking love that. He brings up another one where like all these women calling me Tay Diggs and stuff. I'm just like, I, I love he's just how goofy he is. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's good to it's good to know when a rapper has like a sense of humor. You know. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I think that's why I don't feel like that's like the the like ultimate arrogance that he 
has in his music. I feel like that's not him in real life because he he's able to make fun of himself. Like he has, you know. I mean, I feel I, like people watched, who are arrogant can't make fun of themselves. I watched a couple YouTube videos of of. Oh, Bronson. he comes off like an asshole sometimes. Yeah, but I think like a big like I mentioned that like you know, Action Bronson is just such a huge influence on me and discover like he has shown me a lot of things that like have become part of my personality essentially like uh from food to wine to weed to wrestling uh, Mm. movies horror stuff like he has exposed me to so many uh deep cut things in each one of those like little worlds and cultures that to me it's like action bronson just has a culture to him like he's cultured in a very very specific way Mm. cars also you know like cool fucking like not cars that people are normally into i think that's what i connect with him a lot is that i'm i also try and be like not what everyone likes about this one thing like i find like the weird oh that's not my favorite my favorite radio album radiohead album is you're always you know the one that no one else seems to like i want to be the deep cut guy because i never want to feel like uh i'm just like falling in with the crowd you know yeah, because you're like a hip hipster poser or something. I'm a I'm, you nailed it. Like it's it's not it's weird because it's it's not a desire. It's not like I purposefully like will ignore something I like and just be like, no, I have to like the other thing. Like <laughs> I can't like this. It's too popular. Like I've let go of that part of myself, but also like I just tend to gravitate towards like the weirder stuff by an artist. You know, mm. uh, and and I think it's also like just deep cuts with you know, with food and, and movies and all that stuff. I just love being in the know, I think is what it is. Like, I love being like on the forefront of stuff like that. Not a lot of people know about, and I love exposing people to things. Right. Yeah. So that's, that gets me excited too. So like, yeah, man, it's just like, I think just him, like his persona and just like his culture that he has built around him. Like I just immediately connect with him and I have a, a tank top, that's like a kind of a, a trippy drawing of him. And he's like just hitting a, it looks like a painting and he's like hitting a, a G pen, like vape <laughs> and a really simple design. But the amount of times that people have asked me if it's me on the tank top, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how happy oh, that makes man. me every time I get mistaken <laughs> for action Bronson. Uh, how many times have you gone as action Bronson for Halloween? Not once, man. By the time I got into him, I stopped being invited to Halloween parties. Man. (laughs) I didn't get into Bronson probably until I was like, really, really got into him um, in around 2017, 2018. How old were you in 2017? Oh, Jesus. Uh, 30? Yeah. I mean, look, it is what I always say is it's never too old to go out and steal candy from kids. I, I told you that i gave you that saying i know i'm i just wanted to look cool hey, you're reusing my material audience. now <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no man honestly uh i don't know if you still get invited to parties but there's definitely a certain age where people just stop having parties like if it's not a birthday party or an event there's not a lot of random saturday night parties like in certain in my group of friends like it ain't happening well here's the too thing. many kids and shit <laughs> my my roommates, who are also some of my best friends, 
Uh, all three of them with them. All three of them are trans, and two of them are emo. So Halloween <laughs> is a big deal around here. Oh man, I love <laughs> I love the Halloween season, but the, like, do they get fucking like they dress up like crazy and well, go all I mean, out? It's it's more like we have Halloween decorations around our house all the time, and it's just I can kinda, see bats and wolves behind you right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, our the front of our house has like the spider webs you get from Party City and stuff, and so yeah. when Halloween comes, uh, it's more like they'll just kind of dress. It's less of a costume and more. They'll just go all out with what they usually do with the, you know? with what they want to dress like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that's awesome. Even if we literally don't go outside the house, we'll usually, I'll usually dress up as something. Half, yeah, half of y'all are wearing corsets for some reason. Even, even if you're not leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just black and red corsets. And, and we're uh, just like you know posing. We're taking pictures for the for the gram. Yeah. Then you have the 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 singer of My Chemical Romance's uh, mm-hmm. red eye makeup on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> We have a we have a sock from Gerard Way that uh, he he dumped in the trash. We we scavenge it out. And we kind of put a mural by it. Uh, we have pictures of him all around. We try to summon him every year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think th- it, I'm feeling good about this year, but it hasn't worked yet. Dude, I can tell you about five different hallucinogens that you can find around San Marcos that are just like <laughs> growing naturally. That you guys can take this uh, this this season. And uh, and probably fucking see Gerard Way coming out of that sock. Okay. All right. If you okay. want to, I get you know we can we can do it off air. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, private private message me those links on like poll chat or something. Doing it right now. A signal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I think it's about time we get to the section where we hear a new little uh, song. <laughs> I think it's time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for Choice Nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for Choice Nugs. Uh, yeah, but uh, what did you think of the song? <laughs> well, I liked the music. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best part. <laughs> I, I literally did, like, I one-taked it, dude. It, I could tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted something, man. Like, and I, I don't know how to harmonize, so I did a, I, I doubled the track and did like a lower harmony just to make it sound weird. Dude, I was thinking of just like adding a harmony for for no good reason. You should. Uh, I can send I, you the file if you want to. Like, when when you asked me to send you over a couple songs, I assumed it was for like the Narnugs radio thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. And so when you sent back one of my songs with you singing like Narnugs, it's Narnugs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, it was like the little like Russian sounding. It is yeah. time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. Yeah, I I wanted it to be, I I wanted my my vision for it was it to be a French song, and it right. kind of has like the mandolin, but like I don't have that on my computer, so now it sounds more like medieval. Yeah, it sounded very medieval to me. And I was like, I'm going to do like a Transylvania type delivery where I like very like, yeah, la, da, da, yeah. La, da, da, da. and then you have like a cape. time for choice knocks at the end. <laughs> and I'm going to do uh, uh, a rating song and it's going to be like a part of um, 
one of your like louder songs that you wrote, and it's and I don't know how I'm gonna sing it, but I think I'm just gonna go like, it's time for ratings, time for ratings, time for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm just gonna do something like that. <laughs> Maybe we could get my boy P- uh, Pierce from Burn Band to kind of do oh, it with you. Oh, hey, that now that's an idea. <laughs> now that's an idea. You you finally brought a good one. I you know you you. you <laughs> throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall something's gonna stick something's gotta stick oh, i miss those like gummy hand things you used to throw on the wall and it would like oh s- yeah sneak we need down to, dude we need to go to an arcade sometime uh yeah yeah fly out to san diego and we'll or we'll meet halfway we'll get a arizona <laughs> arcade <laughs> yeah man, sounds good <laughs> uh so choice nugs man yeah dude i really want to start um with yours man i'm super curious like Obviously, like, we both have recognized that this is not the best Action Bronson record, but hoping there was a couple of songs on here that you liked a lot. Uh, well, let's go ahead and start with the most controversial one. Ooh. Uh, it's the only song you didn't like. You it like Swerve on It is the last song on the album. It is Swerve on him, featuring ASAP Rocky. That is interesting. Tell, tell me why. Um, man, Explain I'm just yourself. really... I'm a, I'm a big fan of rap songs that have, like, I don't know, this kind of vibe around them. Like uh, Kid Cudi, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Man on the Moon. And I just that, thought... That's a great record. The orchestral stuff, like, in reverse with the 808 beats was such a cool combination. Because uh, yeah. when it gets down to it, I... It was the music that made it got me to make my decision on choice nugs because the verses are kind of all the same to me it's all kind of braggadocious stuff the whole time Mm -hmm. and they're all of like equal quality and value i think some are like funnier than others some are more like i wouldn't say more braggadocious but had more memorable lines in them right exactly uh but yeah i love that that hook that asap does yeah, I like that he calls someone jabroni. Jabroni. How <laughs> <laughs> a funny feeling, you front. Every time I see you, you phony. Bitch, everything Johnny, jabroni. Every, everything get jolly, little homie. Like, it's a really cool delivery. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like it's a, it's a the, cool cadence. The rhythm, the flow of it is cool. And yeah. honestly, like, I kind of like the verse from ASAP. There's there's only two guest verses on this entire record. Not, I'm not including Big Body. Uh, yeah, don't. And I don't know, man. I thought it, I thought it did well. I didn't think it's. The, I don't think it's the best verse on the record. I don't think it's better than any verse Action did on the record. But I don't know, man. I I just kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I would say it definitely grew on me. Like it. Uh, I did not like it. Obviously, I've heard this album. F- probably 20 times at this point. Right. And I, I never liked his verse until I had to really start listening to it for this episode. And it made me have a more appreciation for it, but I still, I don't know why I just, it didn't land on me. Uh, I do like the line, the ready or not here. I come, man. I feel like a refugee. Cause that's a, <laughs> yeah, it's ready. Or not, the re- the here I come. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I like the hook that he came up with. I think it's like, I like that they repeat it a lot in the song. I think the outro is interesting when they kind of bring it down a little bit and it's just action at that last part. I also love 
uh, on the bridge when ASAP is kind of doing the first part of that hook and then Bronson kind of jumps in and like steals yeah. it. He does another like a, a quick third verse. Yeah. Uh, uh, all that being said, I'm not sure it was the best. It it it, it doesn't seem. Uh, it doesn't seem like an outro, really. But yeah, none of these songs really seem like an outro. I so, think. I mean, I think a couple of songs could have worked as an outro. I think uh, "Live from the Moon." Would have been a nice, very chill yep, vibe. Yeah, that sax solo by oh, uh, Young Mexico. Love it, love it. That could have and been I a think, good way to end it. I think White Bronco, I think, could have ended it too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I don't think a lot of rappers really take their album track list into account, like the order of the tracks. Right. Mostly it's just kind of song, 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 song. Uh, and action, I feel like would be one of the few people to do that, but maybe not on this record. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of thought in this record. It almost feels like a, like a mixtape vibe, a little bit. Mm, yeah, uh, it just kind of seems like a collection of songs. It doesn't feel like there was any real direction, like on Only for Dolphins, is the one that <laughs> followed this one. I think it followed this one. That yeah. one has a, a clear like he was going for something on that. You know, Blue Chip 7000, he was also going for something on that. Like, um, this this is one of the only albums by him that I feel like it didn't feel like a, an album. It felt like a mixtape. And it's it might just be a vibe that I get from it. And I don't know if I'm, spl- if I'm, I'm explaining it that well. But because I feel like the only Blue Chip 7000 had a theme um, and just an overall vibe to it. No song really stood out as like did not fitting like it kind of does on this record. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah only for dolphins had a vibe uh lamb over rice had a vibe uh so yeah it's it's uh this one is a standout record and it's it's kind of probably his his weirdest one yeah i i think so yeah despite you know only for dolphins literally having like he wrote an album for dolphins (laughs) yeah man which he referenced in on this album yeah, he like planned it. He like called his fucking shot. He like on this he record. did it. He he went through with it. I thought it was a throwaway line, and then I looked, and then I remembered like, oh yeah, he has a, that album called Only for Dolphins, and it's a good one. And and if you haven't heard it, he there's dolphin sounds all over that fucking thing. Uh, just like there's like the cheapest 240p low quality horse sample on this <laughs> all throughout this record, and I'm gone. Like, and like that, <sighs> that kind of like, it, to me, it got across like the comedy of the record even more. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and yeah, and all his like, and him screaming, and yeah. And, I mean, literally the the song with Big Body uh, starts like uh, Ring Ring. It starts with Big Body just like cracking up. I'm just yeah. like, this is this seems like he has a freestyle on this record. That's another reason it adds to the to the mixtape vibe. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe this was a more off the the cuff record, you know. Yeah, it might have just been songs that he had, right? Yeah, and and one thing that we haven't talked about yet, somehow, with action and this album is, this album is eleven songs, twenty six minutes. Yeah, like how you do that, especially as a rapper these days, is something I super appreciate. You're yeah. always talking about how much you love that action makes these short songs that 
leave you wanting more. Yes. And it, uh, and it, but and I feel like this is the only record of his that when the song ends, I'm satisfied. Well, you know, because <laughs> for better he, or worse, for better or worse, he really does. Like, I love that about him where a lot of times if the song is two and a half minutes long, I'm like, God, I could do another minute of that easily. <laughs> and it's usually the beat. But a lot of times when he's just on it, I'm just like, dude, I can listen to this guy for three and a half minutes. Like, no problem. And very few features. He has two actual features on this record. Yeah. And then uh, a like a trumpet or a sax solo and a one-liner from Big Body. Right. It's, it's uh, you know, he, it might not be his best lyrical content, but, like, you got to give the guy credit for carrying an entire record basically just by himself. Mm. You know, it's that doesn't happen a lot in hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and with with that, let me get to my second nug. Please, please do. Which is I'm gonna, the I'm gonna tell second... you why you're wrong. <clears throat> okay, all right. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's Irish freestyle, Irishman freestyle. Nice. It is the second song on the record. I love this sample. That's on yeah. this song. And, and the I'm kind gone. of like old sounding kind of funk or I don't know I don't know what this sample could have come from you know like it almost sounds like a like a a James Brown song or something something like that yeah Yeah. it it sounds very vintage uh and I don't know from the 70s possibly 60s I just love it when they have those vocal samples throughout the song and this dude going like, I don't know, whatever he's saying. Yeah, and I'm gone. Like, and I'm yeah. gone. I, I love that. Uh, is I believe this is the one where he talks about getting a DUI, driving out the Trey Songs concert. <laughs> yeah, this song, th- this one had some of my favorite lyrics on the record. And it's a minute and a half. You know, it's it's super short. It's just basically, it's it's like one verse, right? It, yeah, I mean, it's a freestyle. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's and yeah, like we were saying, you know, it sounds like he he just came back from like filming the scene, and, and maybe he was just like super hyped that he was gonna be in a so, movie, and he's like, let me go off. So hyped! Oh man! So I can tell you right now, the the sample on this song is an Otis Redding song. That makes sense. Yeah, nineteen sixty seven, yeah. a song called Tramp. And uh, and yeah, man, this was I mean produced by Party Supplies. Like home, that dude knows what he's doing, man. But yeah, it was it was kind of hard to choose because I love the variety of music on this record, and I don't think there was no song that had bad music. No, uh, I agree. Picasso's ear, the hook that Bronson did was kind of annoying to me. Uh, it was like, oh, I don't want to drink, yeah. I don't want to smoke, I don't want to smoke no more. What are you, you know? like, like? You fucking what was it? Uh, are you fucking kidding? I'm trying to do all that shit. Yeah, and he does that like eight times in a row, and it's like in a, uh, in a different way every time. Yeah, like, don't want to like, drink, don't want to smoke, don't want to smoke no more. You fucking stupid! I'm trying to do all that shit. You know, it's I used to also really, really not like that hook, uh, despite loving the music on yeah. Picasso's ear. So good. Um, I used to hate that hook until yesterday. I was driving around by myself, stoned to the bone. <laughs> listening to this record and I loved that part. <laughs> oh, do whatever, man. 
<laughs> I mean, I just, but I got, I, I know it's not good. It's, it's, it's really stupid. It, it could have just been an off the cuff thing. He could have just freestyled it in the studio. I think he did. Know? And he, he did it differently every time. Uh, but yeah, that was the only song that was a little annoying to me as well as the, the weird, like the outro of brutal in the intro of Telemundo and, the uh, yeah, the screaming. And then like the, the Indian music with the gunshots dude for why? like a minute. Why end it like that? The music is so cool on brutal and they end it with this AK 47 yeah. going off for the last minute of the song. And it's and like, they, is it just because the track's called Brutal? Like, I don't... I, uh, well, I think it's... Uh, I think it has something to do with the sample at the end of the song. This It's a it's a folk, it's a, a Albanian folk song. And okay. it's like... It's, apparently, it's, it's talking about the great Albanian dictator that came after World War II. And uh, he's basically a symbol of freedom to Albanians. And, and Bronson and, and a lot of his family are Al- Albanian. Right. So I think it's a bit uh, kind of like, you know, a bunch of people celebrating a victory or something and shooting an AK uh, at the end. But, man, Brutal has, like, I hate that they ended it that way because I love the music on Brutal. Yeah, it's very cool. That's and, all. and yeah, and it brings back old action, uh, like, in his delivery where he's, like, screaming almost, uh, like, really hype. He doesn't rap like that very much anymore. Yeah, like... Uh, more high pitched than you would expect this dude to to go. Yeah, he that's how he used to sound. Like when you go to his old demos and his his first album, like he used to rap a lot more high pitched, aggressive, um, kind of yelling, and that's why he got compared to Ghostface Killer a, a lot back in the day. Hmm. And but not just compared, but he was like accused of ripping off Ghostface Killer. Like <laughs> really, that's the first thing I thought when I first heard him. When my friend showed me Action Bronson, I was like, dude, he's just doing a bad ghost face impersonation. And my buddy was like, nah, man, you, you don't get it. You don't get it. And like, you're, you're right. <laughs> and then eventually you got it. it. I, eventually I got it. And then now I listen to the two of them and they sound really different now. But yeah, in the beginning action sounded so much like him. They're both from Queens. They just both kind of had the same delivery types. So I don't think he was legit ripping them off, but uh, he got compared to and accused of uh, ghost, like ripping off a ghost face a lot in the beginning mm. and brutal definitely brings back that vibe of just like, man, he's like screaming and kind of really, really hype. Yeah. Right. But I, I love, uh, you know, I love Irishman freestyle, man. I think that's a great choice. Nug. Obviously you're wrong about Swerve on him, but it's like, it's fine. Okay. Like, we'll just, <laughs> no, right. I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> I, uh, I, that song grew on me, but man, it took years. It took, it took years for that song to grow on me. Once I kind of started digging the psychedelic vibe of it all, I dug it for sure. Well, what are your choice nugs, guy? Yeah, let's see if you agree with those. I mean, I I feel like we're going down the earfo path at this point. I want to turn this around. I was just kidding. well, it's too late for I that. Respect isn't your, it? I respect your opinions. Uh huh. I, I it was just a joke. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Live from the moon is one of my favorites. Man, I was gonna say, it's so. I'm not trying to be like this. Uh, <laughs> for for whatever reason, that song never. Like I never really got that one for some like, reason. Uh, the the music or what he's saying Maybe, or like I really like the music. It sounds yeah. like a like a super space jazz something or another. You know? Yeah, it sounds like some fucking you know jazz from Yugoslavia or something from the sixties. 
Yeah. Really cool. Uh, maybe just how many times he says live from the moon. Yeah. It, yeah. He doesn't have and the like, best hooks on this record. I don't know. Uh, but aside from that, like, <laughs> I love when he says, like, fuck Star Wars, Indiana Jones is better, or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, just like, okay, man, cool. Yeah, I think uh, I love the line, uh, look as Don Cheadle, no, it's just me, ho. It's just me, ho. Uh, it's, I think uh, it's not necessarily his, his lyrics on this one. It's the overall vibe that I love on this. Like, this makes me want to be, like, driving a really vintage car, like, through Morocco or something. <laughs> like, just so cool. Like, just smoking hash and just getting wearing like dark leather driving gloves with a white scarf like my D character Just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like in the race the little race arc of our uh, the, journey uh, that was one of my favorite parts uh <laughs> and yeah man i live from the moon that just uh that music is so so good i, I wish i knew what song that was sampling because it is so cool and yeah, and then the uh, Young Mexico uh, feature at the end there. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, honestly. Like, where'd you find this dude? And I was wondering the whole time, like, I don't think I heard another rapper on this. And then I go to the Wikipedia, and it's like, oh, he did the the little sax solo at the end. I'm like, oh. Really okay. nice, man. Very and smooth. You know me, I'm a sucker for sax. Mm-hmm. You're I'm a sucker for sax, I, you know? <laughs> I'm a you sax... Say it, Every day. I'm a sax man. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sax man. I, yeah, man. I, that, I love also that uh, Life from the Moon ends on this really chill saxophone solo. And then the song after White Bronco kind of brings it back for a second in their intro. Well, I almost kind of wonder why they didn't kind of connect those songs. Right? It, it seems like... Um, What's going on is the white Bronco one, I think, is a sample. Mm, okay. So I think it just happens to be sample that he has saxophone ending one song and then starting the next song. Um, but yeah, man, Life from the Moon, I think, is a vibe. I think it's one of the best songs on the on the record, just in terms of, like, musically. Mm. And I, th- I think so- and I think anyone can vibe out to that. You don't have to be stoned as I was to, to dig it. <laughs> but it helps. It really helps, and it helped a lot on my second choice nug, which is Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Uh, uh, that that one's kind of it has a an awkward line in it that almost made me hate the song forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's a I think it's kind of a love song, a little bit. Um. But it's also, you know, it's just Bronson going off. But it has that vibe. It samples a, a really cool song from the 60s. And it just has this really nice, harmonized, smooth female vocals. Yeah. With like three harmonies going. Yeah, yeah. Really it's cool. Very pretty. But it also, like, with an 808 kick. Mm-hmm. 808, you know, set. Yeah, sounds like um, some 808 bass going with with some kick drum, and then almost yeah. like a a clappy, uh, you know, drum drum pad clap yeah. for the snare. <laughs> uh, and I, I really, I bet I could find 
the the name of the sample because I uh, dude I went down a fucking I went down a rabbit hole this morning uh, listening to this <laughs> album again. I remembered there's a website and I think it's about to become my favorite fucking website called uh, it's whosampled.com mm. and you can search a rap song and it'll tell you what song they sampled to make the beat and you oh, can click wow. on it and it'll take you to the YouTube channel or the YouTube video and they'll they put the time code in it to start playing on the part that they sampled. So just from Action Bronson alone, I made a playlist today of <laughs> uh, probably hundreds of songs, uh, 160 songs of this oh playlist. Oh my And I made a playlist of my favorite of those songs that are actually like the songs that they use for the samples for whoever wants it. <laughs> so I'll just say it right well. now, whoever wants me to send them <laughs> that link, I will. But I was going to send it to Michael and Andres and Luis because I feel like they would love this stuff because a lot of it is funk. Uh, blues or like Eastern European like psychedelic rock and Prince Charming has one of my favorite samples on the record it's such a beautiful song um, in terms of music for for the the record and it's it's by a a band called Benitez and Nebula Uh, the song's called I'm So Sad came out in 76 it's beautiful soul funk Uh, really really nice music kind of reminds me of like you know Chicano Batman? Chicano Batman. Yeah, do you know those guys? No. They're really cool, man, and they're they're bringing back the the kind of 60s and 70s uh Latin soul and and psychedelic music. And I can tell that one of their big influences is Benitez and Nebula. So if anyone that's listening likes Chicano Batman, check out Benitez and Nebula cuz they're legit and they're clearly influencing uh chicano batman and they're awesome but uh yeah i love the beat man it's uh it sounds like his lyrics on prince charming are some of his most inspired on the record also yeah for sure uh i think it's some i think it's probably his strongest work on the record but it does have that line that is so gross and awkward to me that i hate it he says uh my sex stories ain't suitable for listeners cause prisoners to whack off <laughs> ah, well, enough of the enough of the soft stuff. Yeah, enough of the soft shit. Me by myself is like the four horsemen. You don't think you don't think that's hilarious? I is that he says that and he's like, all right, enough of the soft stuff. Yeah, I'm getting prisoners to whack off. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that that part of it. That is really funny. I just think it's such an awkward line. It reminds me of notorious big like one of his most awkward lines that i'm surprised he doesn't get called out on more for being how for how fucking weird it is yeah i don't know if you listen to a lot of big nah there was a time there that i got really into him and he has a line talking about how hot a a woman is and he goes you look so good i'd suck your daddy's dick How weird is that? Uh, well, I mean, uh... <laughs> how weird is that line? How does he not get called out more for how homophobic the hip hop scene is? He doesn't get called out uh, talking about wanting to suck a girl's dad's dick because Wait, of how oh. hot she is. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with that in my book. <laughs> hey man, a mouth's... you want to you want to get it straight from the source? <laughs> I got in trouble in college by saying a mouth's a mouth, so. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> there's a rumor started going around that I was gay because I made a joke 
that we we were watching um, Police Academy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Really old, stupid comedy yeah. movie. One of those like '80s romps. And there's a scene in it where the the they prank the the chief of police and they put a prostitute under the podium, and she gives him a blowjob while he's doing a press conference. Oh my god. So he doesn't realize what's going on and he's just going with it because he can't react. He's like in front of, I think he's in front of reporters and everything. And then he, uh, somehow after the press conference, they sneak the prostitute out of the, the, from underneath the podium. And then one of the officers goes underneath there. So when (laughs) the captain is walking away, he looks back to see like, who just did that? He sees like one of his recruits and his recruits like waving at him. And the captain, like, you know, obviously like all the color leaves his face. He's like, Oh my God. So, uh, I was watching it with a friend of mine in high school and he was saying like, dude, I would fucking freak out if that happened. Oh my God. And as a joke, I was like, Hey man, a mouth's a mouth. (laughs) And all of a sudden that Monday at school, would you believe me if I told you that like 20 people came up to me asking me if I was gay? Are really? Yeah. People were that sensitive? Dude, like he legit went around and told a bunch of people, dude, I think Lucas is gay. He said this fucking thing, blah, blah. And then within a day or two, I had like some of my closest friends coming to me asking me. Oh and I'm just God. like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And I would tell them the joke and everyone would be like, really? That's what you said? And I'm just like, yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Wait, where is this? The, the dude believed you? And it was like, once I explained to them what happened, everyone was like, what the fuck? But you, yeah. You were ahead of your time, man. I mean, you know, now everyone's just about the pleasure thing. Yeah, I, I, I was... <laughs> Look, a mouth's a mouth, a hole's a hole, you know? Yeah, a butt's I was representing that in, in junior year of high school before I ever got my first kiss. I was all about the pleasure <laughs> thing. <laughs> but before we go into the ratings, man, I uh, it, it, this this album didn't seem like it got very good ratings. No, um, critically. Not critically. I mean, mixed reviews, the only, you know, his Wikipedia only has two reviews on it, so that's not really... It wasn't a widely reviewed album, I guess, but Pitchfork, who are notorious um, for me disagreeing with them. <laughs> uh, everyone talks about how you and them have differing views. That's whatever, you know, everyone else is talking about the, the pod couple of oddcasts on Twitter. And the only other thing they're talking about is the Pitchfork beef. Yeah. Yeah. And and they said that, you know, it this album largely lacks the, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. That's how much I think these guys are assholes. Piconcy. Piquancy? Piquancy? I don't even know how to pronounce that. Uh, it says it. It says Piquancy. I gotta look it up now. <laughs> I sound like a fucking idiot. Piquancy? Piquancy? A pleasantly sharp and appetizing flavor. Um, it says it lacks the Piquancy and the depth that made him matter. Not that made him good. That made him that matter. That made him matter. Okay. What? Fucking assholes. They gave it a 5.1 out of 10. And uh, but hip hop DX whatever that is gave it a three point nine out of five. They said that there's no denying that he's one of hip hop's most beloved characters, and thankfully he continu- continues to make strong songs and albums that back it up. Uh, with that said, this album isn't anything out of the ordinary for Bronson, which I totally agree. Uh, it's not anything special, and it might not be talked about or listened to this time next year. So the guy said. So he said a year from now it probably won't be very relevant. Uh. I honestly think that might be fair. <laughs> it's I, th- I think it is. I think if you're not a huge fan of his, like I am already, this probably isn't one that you're going to go back to a lot. No. That's true. But, uh, I mean, with that said, let's get into our ratings. Yeah. Uh, Q, Q rating song. 
right hand? What's your right hand? What's your right hand? <laughs> I like to take a couple quick breaths before I go into my like <laughs> my so Iron quick, Maiden. Quick shallow breaths probably yeah. don't help you at all. <laughs> uh, we started with your we started with your choice in Alex Band. Let's start with your with your rating. I'll let you go first again because I'm a gentleman. All right. Well, uh, not you know I I have yet to really dive into Bronson's discography. Uh, but this was it was a good album. All the music on this album was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there wasn't really much aside from a couple standout lines to attach to lyrically. Uh, I agree. And even the flow is kind of the same throughout this entire record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it definitely doesn't sound like a... Uh, right, he didn't, he, it didn't sound like he was very... It's not like he was challenging himself. He was challenging... Right? right, exactly, exactly. Like, he was kind of doing the same old stuff he does, and it was... Maybe it was just like, all right, another record, uh, and he just kind of... they took a week and they're like all right we're gonna bust out this record real quick uh it's not a bad record i like <laughs> i think every time that like that jpeg sample of a horse comes on i i giggle <laughs> yeah <laughs> bronco yeah. uh and so i'm gonna give this one a like a 6.7 is what i'm thinking you know that's uh that's honestly better than i thought you were gonna give it and yeah? uh yeah so i i appreciate i think you're being very fair uh, I mean, uh, Action is also uh, a favorite rapper of mine. It, I, you know, dude, I was going to ask. I don't think we've ever really talked about how much you like him. He's, I mean, he has a lot of stuff. So it was kind of, I kind of don't really know what to start with. Uh, so I haven't really gotten into him too much. But I, I listened to Astro World by Travis Scott yeah. this last week. Just to, I don't know, I was in the mood to listen to Sicko Mode, and I was like, I wonder if anything else on the record is this good, and it is not, and that album is boring as fuck, and I don't know why everybody loves it. I would give it like a one and a half if I had to rate it. Um, And so compared to most rappers, like, if, if that's the bar, if Travis Scott is like the mainstream bar, then Bronson is just, you know high high above it uh and you think about uh commercially commercially how much more successful um travis scott is i mean i was just talking about him like an hour ago dude like i mean we've been doing this for more than an hour i was talking about him like 30 minutes before we got on the recording yeah because we were uh i don't know if you saw this but uh you know how like fast food uh companies are now partnering with people to like create a meal yeah, yeah, and uh, Travis Scott kind of started that. Travis Scott started that, um, and it par- apparently it blew the fuck up. Yeah, it sure did. Which is so strange to me, and I think now Saweetie has her own meal. I think. I, I think it was partly because it was like a McDonald's burger, like it was such a meme, you know. Yeah. That people were getting it ironically, and his fans were getting it unironically, so. But no other, I haven't seen any other artist like hit that same kind of success with with this little trope. 
I've never seen any other artist have a meal with a fast food shop. Yeah. That's uh, that was a complete first for me. And guess guess who has one now with Burger King? Uh Jason Derulo. Actually really close, weirdly enough. Like I feel like he's just as obscure now <laughs> as this guy is. Uh fucking Nelly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nelly has a meal with Burger King. <laughs> but they're not calling it the Nelly meal. They're calling it his real name. Curtis something or other. Curtis something or other meal. The Curtis something or other junior meal. Well, technically the Travis Scott meal was like the Cactus Jack. Right. Yeah. Technically well, that's it wasn't. That's his, that's his Nike. That's his Air Jordan yeah. shoe. The Cactus Jack. Which is ugly as fuck. Cool name though. Great name. You know who? You know what that's from? No. That was a wrestler. That's Mick Foley. That's one of his characters. Really? Yeah, you know Mick Foley. Yeah, I know Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah, he his hardcore character is Cactus Jack. He was awesome back in the day. <laughs> uh, so I love that there's like a homage to that a little bit, but I don't like Travis Scott's aesthetic, his delivery. I mean, I could go off on that for a while, especially because of how popular the album got. That I almost like kind of resent how popular it got. Because um, I also yeah. I agree, it's not that fucking good. Dude, I my first exposure to him, not first, but my first big exposure, I was at ACL and he was headlining and he came out like 30 something minutes late, <laughs> you know? Oh and so we were God, all just standing there dick. and it was just like, ex- like fire and yeah, and just like the most nothing. And he was like, he's like one of those scream rappers live. And so I, I very quickly like lost patience because none of his songs are really like, screamo hardcore bangers or anything no not at all like he doesn't have to be that hype so it's i don't know it's just odd uh which sucks because i thought the the concept of like astro world was kind of cool but even in the album he didn't really follow through with any kind of concept yeah i agree um i think it was just a cool reference to him being from houston yeah. i think but that's it in any case uh <laughs> what was your rating of the album? oh wow we went off on a tangent uh yeah, I, uh, man, uh, you know, we've said it already, but it's like, this This isn't my favorite Bronson record. I still really, really enjoy it. As a fan of his, I think it's definitely more in the middle of, you know, by now he has like 10 albums or something. Like, he, it's yeah. more in the middle of the, of the you know, in quality. Uh, but, I, man, the music on this record, if there was instrumental versions of all this stuff, I would like it just as much as the stuff with Bronson on it. Like, so that Mm. tells you like how much Bronson really like brings it in my opinion on this record for me. Uh, It's not disappointing at all, but it's definitely not top notch for him. So uh, comparing it to all the other stuff that I, that I, you know, I love everything by him, but comparing it to all the other stuff that I like more than this and uh, considering like, you know, having to like really think about it more as I was listening, rather than just like having this album on and just vibing out. Uh, really made me think about it differently. So I honestly, I think I'm going to match your rating um, closely. I think I'm going to give it a 7.0. Wow. Okay. The, and and it's, again, it's like, it pains me because I love the music on this record. You know what? I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm changing. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because it's like, I can't, I don't want to be that hard on it because of how much I like the music on this. Like, like I said, if it was just the music, it would easily be a, an eight, mm. uh, if if not more. So um, and it, it's not like Bronson 
degrades the songs at all but it's kind of it's kind of like you could copy and paste his bars into any song and it wouldn't be too different for sure like you said without like you know with the a few standout lines it's not really enough to uh to make it a great record uh in terms of him but uh that does not it does, doesn't take away anything uh from me about action bronson he's still i mean by far my favorite rapper and uh works with some of my favorite producers and again, like has exposed me to so much cool stuff, man. So, uh, I would love to talk about Mr. Wonderful whenever you're ready to talk about it. I might even fucking throw in blue chips eventually just cause dang, you know, I feel like that one I can get even more, uh, hype about and everything. But, uh, it was really fun. Like listening to this and like having to listen to it in an objective way in a, a more sense. critical way a more critical way which i've never done before with action bronson i'm just so like i love everything i don't care kinda, <laughs> yeah like rx bandits like you can do no wrong <laughs> uh well uh thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast we really appreciate each and every one of you lucas appreciates each and every tick up on the number on podbean he looks at every statistic I Every really single do, day. I look at our YouTube channel. I look at our stats on Podbean. It just like gets me so excited that people are listening. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at EBPcast. Jean-Luc Guitard, Brett Hanrahan. We have our YouTube channel, Earbuds Podcast. We have our Twitch channel, Earbuds Podcast. <laughs> we're we, everywhere. We're everywhere, baby, except for like I don't know, Twitter and Facebook and whatever. People are talking about us on Twitter and Facebook, but we're, we're, we don't have a presence. <laughs> yeah, we're personally. not physically there. Not physically. Yeah. Uh, you can. We upload every Monday. Uh, the podcast we stream every Friday at seven p.m. That's when we're doing the most recent albums. Yeah, we and, do uh, live stream listening parties for a, an album that came out that day, and it's been really fun, man. And we upload shorter versions of those streams to YouTube, and even shorter versions of those to uh podbean in thus all podcast sites yeah and i i'm i'm excited and a little scared about this next album that i want us to listen to oh my god i have no idea i've been waiting a long time to do this one uh i was wait i've been waiting for the for when the time is right it's going to be a little challenging but not in the way that you would immediately think (laughs) not in the way i want (laughs) uh this is we are going to listen to Whack World by Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack? Whack I, World. I think you reviewed this for Album of the Day last year. I did? Uh, I think you did. It's a 15-minute album with 15 songs. Dude, I didn't, I've never heard this before. Well, it's... it's it. At first, I did not like this album at all i did not appreciate it uh (laughs) but lately i've i've gotten a new appreciation for it and it's something that i love to just put on uh i i don't want to say too much but i would just say like just take it as what it is Uh, wow this is this is interesting man it's they're all a minute or less they, the first two songs are 58 seconds and everything else is a minute on the dot. It's wow. a, it's an interesting concept and I, it, from a, from a really good rapper. Nice, uh, so dude. let's, let's so just we're, see we're, what you think about it, man. We're following it up with another rap record. I dig it. 
Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that that officially ends this episode. Get ready for next week. That is it. Buddies, thank you so much for listening. Brett, what would you rate this episode? You know what? I'm going to rate this episode at 8.5. You know, I was hoping that you weren't going to do a 7.0 or a 7.5 like I thought you were going to do. I'm also going to rate it an 8.5. It was, it's fun to talk about one of my idols for an hour, an hour plus. It's fun to talk about one of your idols, and it's fun uh, to kind of drag them through the dirt a little bit and it's fun for me to just kind of take a step back and let you uh kind of hyper fixate and talk about your interests for for a while yeah thanks man i appreciate it um brett this this lucas this was was good, good. <laughs> three two one